Okay, I'm here with Joshua Cameron. He is an elite master healer helping veterans and others heal from PTSD and childhood trauma. Joshua, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, hey, Joel. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the space that you're, that you're holding here. Yeah, I am excited to get into things with you. I've interviewed, uh, you know, many, many healers and from just very and, and holistic health practitioners. And just the other day, I had uh, somebody talking about uh, how uh, using anesthesia to reset the, the sympathetic nervous system and to help people heal over chronic pain and, um, and, and even PTSD. So but I don't think you but but that requires actually putting a needle into someone's neck and, and just, you know, putting anesthesia in them. I don't think you do that. I think what you're doing doesn't require any needles. So I'm excited to talk to you about how you're getting some of the same results without needles. Um, so, yeah, man, talk to me about, um, you know, for people that don't know what you do, you know, what what is it that you do? And um, I'm always just curious, like your background story. How how did you get here? Because most healers and even myself as a coach, you know, usually it always stems from some kind of pain <laughs> and uh, that pain makes us feel like I never want to feel that again. And not only that, I want to help others never feel that again. Yeah. I, I mean, great question. You know, so I was, you know, raised in a family that didn't really understand love, you know, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of, you know, rage monstrosity, a lot of just, you know, being beat just for the sake of being beat, you know, beat purple. And that was real rough. You know, it taught me that, you know, I was the reason for getting beat up. Right, as a small little kid, I couldn't defend myself. And that really caused me to give other people my power, right? Because I felt that everything I did was wrong. Uh, I didn't understand who I was, so I looked at other people to tell me who I was. And it led me into the army as a hurt little boy, right? Still, you know, I'm a 19 year old kid that still had a hurt little boy. And we don't, you know, a lot of people don't really take the time to understand that if we don't heal that, that hurt little child inside of us, well, we're going to keep those wounds and they're going to, you know, they're going to be ripped open, you know, constantly. So now here I am in the army, learned how to you know, do a lot of push-ups because, you know, what does a hurt kid do? Well, they run their mouth off. And, you know, there's a little signal from my, uh, from my brain to my mouth, beep, 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 beep. And I say, Hey, you probably shouldn't say that. And I'm like halfway through saying it you know, as that signal finally reached my brain. And, you know, that said, uh, the army did a lot of good for me. It gave me a lot of structure. Uh, it did force me to, you know, to, to look at my trauma in a different way. Uh, unfortunately, it compounded it a lot. You know, my first war zone was, you know, September 19th, 2001. We had orders for six months and then eight days before we deployed. Well, then September 11th happened. And for, you know, those eight days, as well as months afterwards, everywhere you go on a military installation, there's always CNN playing. And if you already have a negative background and a lot of negative energy and a lot of hurt, you know, wounds, well, what do you think having constant negative news playing constantly, you know, is going to do for that? Probably no benefits at all. And then, you know, deployed to Kuwait and Iraq in 2003. We were the first combat support hospital there to support the war effort. And, you know, because I didn't understand how to heal that, that inner child, that was just compounded. The PTSD was just more snow packed onto that snowball. So it wasn't really so much different. Uh, it was just more trauma. Well, it ruined relationships, ruined marriages. I, you know, didn't know how to love myself. So how could I love somebody else? And when I, I had a kid, you know, 10 years ago is when I realized that, you know, I told myself because of the way that I was brought up, I would never do that to a kid. And I'd step up and I would be a, a better father. And so forcing myself, you know, the world said, okay, well, do you believe what you say or do you just say things? Okay, well, here's my chance to, you know, to prove that I believe what I say. And learning how to love my son taught me how to love myself. And, you know, it took a while, a lot of mistakes, you know, a lot of, you know, trauma, a lot of being triggered. But now it's, it's amazing being able to spend time with him. And as far as, you know, what I do, well, you know, ultimately, if you're familiar with, say, Joe Dispenza, 
right? Bruce Lipton. Well, you know, they talk about effectively, you know, tuning into the, you know, the, you know, quantum realm, you know, what a lot of spiritualists would call the spiritual realm. And, you know, we realize that these great, you know, scientists, say Niels Bohr, you know, who was a contemporary of Einstein, so that everything that we call real is made up of things that cannot be regarded of as real. You know, we know that everything, all matter, my hat, your, your headset, my microphone is all made up of collapsed light. That's it, a wave of light that collapsed into particle matter reality. So what we see is a great illusion that the mystics have been talking about for a long time. And so when we quiet the noise in here, well, we can tune into the signal of the heart, right? That, that noise to signal ratio. And when we do that, well, then we can actually start to communicate with the soul, right? Something bigger than us because our bodies are effectively a container for something greater than us. And, you know, why would we, you know, need a body? Well, in the same way that we play a game. Right? When we play a game, well, it puts limitations on us and it's enjoyable, it's fun, and it levels the playing field for everyone. And so now what we do in this human game is we're creating ourselves, you know, creating limitations for ourselves so then we can start to realize our own power. And when we close our eyes, we tap into not just meditation, because um, it's not really what you learn, it's who you learn it from. It took me a long time to realize that. But tapping into the highest levels of, of love and truth. Right? Not just love, because a rattlesnake might love its young, but it's still going to bite you and possibly kill you. But um, the highest levels of love and the highest levels of truth, everything, everything transforms. And in real time, you know, people I've worked with seen, you know, results within days. Dude, that is amazing. Okay, so I'm also curious, you know, everything, you're speaking my language. I, I love what you're just talking about in terms of uh, the soul, the body, the ego, right? And that this is just a flesh suit and... Um, you know, it's funny. I was doing reading a book around about time recently, and they were saying if you really were to, like you said, the body's an illusion. They're just particles, mm -hmm. and like actually, they if you were to like really magnify it, like the particles would be separate. But when we look at it, it's form. You it actually, it's real. It's it's fascinating stuff. Um, so okay, so someone now who's typically coming to see you, and, and I know you help a lot of veterans with PTSD and and chronic pain because. You also suffer with a lot of chronic pain. So I guess tell, tell us about your experience with this healing modality. And maybe I don't know if there's a name for it. You mentioned Joe Dispenza. I've had Dr. Bradley Nelson, who's the founder of the Emotion Code. And it sounds almost similar to what you're doing there, but I, I don't know. So yeah, tell us kind of like uh, how you healed yourself and then now how you're helping others and, and, and what that looks like. Uh, great questions. And I appreciate the, uh, the question there. So I learned from uh, the great Ed Stracher, Healing Genius. Uh, probably was the most bizarre person I'd ever met in my life up to that point. It took me a lot of time to be able to suspend my disbelief and be like, okay, well, there's there's something he's saying here. And this is part of you know having a mentor, right? It was my mentor that introduced me to him, you know, my mentor, Peter Sage. And that allowed me to be like, okay, so there's something that this guy's saying, right? Because you know, healing and you know, the idea of tapping into the, you know, the quantum realm was a little foreign for me. So suspending my disbelief and realizing that life is about experience, right? Because so often, you know, the, the logical mind, right? The noise will convince us, okay, well, let's look at logic. Well, does this make logical sense? Well, no, it doesn't. Okay, if it doesn't make logical sense, well, then I can't see anything for my benefit right now. So just like a toddler that doesn't want to eat their vegetables they've never tried, I'll fold my arms and say that this idea has no value for me. Um, but then again, coming back to Niels Bohr, right? He mentioned in the CIA, you know, gateway, report. There's a quote from him about his son reaching out to him about just how bizarre quantum uh, mechanics is and how confused he is by it. And his response to his son was, you're not thinking, you're only being logical. And so the point is to live life and see what happens. That's what, that's what, you know, science is about is let's see what happens. Let's try it out. And, you know, let's, be, it's fine to be skeptical, but verify. And, 
the people that typically come to me are, you know, people who are, are suffering from, you know, maybe panic attacks. They feel like they're their own worst enemy. You know, PTSD could be because of the way that I was raised with that, you know, uh, you know, child abuse or, you know, because of wartime. And, you know, when we, when we have that schism in our mind that creates that enemy, right, that inner voice that, you know, for me so often would just beat me up night after night after night. I'd lose sleep. I'd, I'd go over everything in which I felt humiliated and just humiliate myself more. I talked to myself worse than I'd ever allow anyone else to talk to me. Um, and then I'd proudly proclaim I'm my own worst enemy. And as if that's something to be proud of, which is so, so normal for Americans, which is, I mean, it's kind of a sad state of affairs. Uh, and that's part of, you know, my own healing journey. Well, as you know, Ed was teaching me, you know, how to heal myself because, you know, how dare you try to heal somebody else if you haven't walked that path yourself, right? A great yeah. leader has to go there first. And there was a, a great story of, uh, you know, I felt called to a, go to a deprivation tank and, you know, I watched a lot of uh, Joe Rogan, you know, he's a big you know, advocate of that and Hey, okay, let's try it. You know, I'm feeling this amazing, you know, energy, you know, tapping into this magic. Oh, let's see what happens there. So I show up at this deprivation tank. I'm going through these, you know, this healing, uh, you know, meditations. I'm feeling more love than I've ever felt before in my life. And this whisper comes to me, you should create the grossest memory of your, you know, of your life. Okay, well, I'm game. I feel safe. Why not? So just like I'm in a hologram, right? Because, well, we probably are in a hologram. So I just create this memory and there it is. And I create the little boy version of me that's watching that memory. And then I project myself as I am. Like, I've never done this before. I just was led to do this. So I go and hold that little boy's hand, you know, because I didn't have a, a parental figure to actually show me love at that age. You know, I had to fend for myself, which meant that I just cowered and hid. And so now I'm taking that gross memory, I'm filtering it through my own awareness as I was then. I then pass that awareness down as I'm unhooking from all the grossness. This isn't your fault, right? You know, you getting letting go of all the shape, shame, letting go of all the guilt. And then I pass that energy back to, to back to that kid. Well, then my son at the time was maybe two years older. And so again, learning how to love my son. Well, then what I did is I took all that love I have for my son and saw myself as him. And I just I just hugged him. I just hugged him and embraced him and just shared that same love that I have for my son. I just started crying, man. <laughs> you know, I just broke down. And it was the most magical experience I felt up to that point. And that was that was the key that unlocked everything for me. And, you know, since then, you know, my, you know, the master healer taught me, you know, Ed Stracher again, reached out to me and said, hey, look, man, nobody's ever done what you've done. Nobody's ever taken my training and done what you've done with it. I'm so proud of you. It's like, wow. Well, for me, it was just like, holy crap, this is real. Oh my God, this is real. And I just leaned in hard, hard. That's amazing. I love that. That is so cool. Um, okay. So then now you're healed. You're more self-realized, self-actualized, and now you're helping others. So talk about, um, you know, the people that reach out to you. And, and again, this, this healing, there's so many different modalities and I've heard so many different, the way it works, but like, if I were to come meet with you, like, what does that look like? Do I have to be in person? Can you do it over zoom? Obviously the quantum can happen. You, you could heal me instantaneously. Just, you, you don't even, we don't even need to be on zoom. It could just be a thought, right? So yeah. uh, talk to me about that. What, what does that look like? Yeah. Great question. So, well, it works off belief. Right, because belief often, you know, we, we're usually full of a lot of uh, beliefs that don't serve us, and so those beliefs don't serve us are effectively us hiding from the fact that we create our own reality, that our real that our outer world is actually controlled by our inner world, 
right? Because again, this is all, this is all the illusion. And so what happens is that intention that we have then collapses the wave of possibility into particle matter reality. And it's, you know, what I do is all remote. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a lady who I just worked with uh, in South Africa, right? I live in Utah, right? She's in South Africa. You know, not only is that continents apart, but, uh, you know, eight hours ahead of me. And, you know, she just recently lost her husband, man. And, you know, for the last few years, watching him waste away in a nursing care facility that didn't care for him. And, you know, she's probably five foot six. You know, he was probably six foot six. Yeah, and you know, weighed 275 pounds, give or take. She has to like roll him over, and you know, getting a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of bombardment of negativity from the hospital staff. Because she's like, look, there's these giant you know uh, bed sores on my husband. Like, are you going to care for? Him? Oh, well, you're a white lady in South Africa, so you must be racist. And so then, like, she couldn't she couldn't get help you know in, in any way. So caring for him for years and years, she tore her uh, bicep tendon multiple times. Wow, and now, the problem with this is all that negativity bombarding. Well, what does it do? Well, it starts to drain the soul and drain the life force. And the soul is the soul and having the soul at full power is what heals the mind and the body because the soul is in the superset, right? In the quantum, in the quantum realm, the mind and the body are in the subset. And so everything downstream is going to be affected by, by the soul. You know, there's the idea of, you know, as above, so below. And you're working with her. You know, what I did is I helped her, um, you know, release a lot of that grief, release a lot of that guilt and shame that was put on her by, you know, whether it be the hospital staff or, you know, what have you. And in between our first session and our second session, right? So she drives on the right side of the road and, you know, she just had to reach out to go to a, like a, a parking garage and reach just to get the parking ticket. Just the act, simple act of reaching out her right window would bring her to her knees, her words. Uh, she had to reach up, even reach up to try and get to a cupboard. Again, extreme pain. And between uh, July 24th and July 28th, right? Just that, that quick a time, she went to where she could reach out her car window, no pain at all. She could reach up and grab something from her cupboard, no pain at all. And within a few days, she's able to get 30% back of her movement. And after three weeks of working with her, she got 70% of her movement back. I mean, she went to, um, you know, chiropractors. She went to um, uh, physio. She, I mean, she went to about seven different types of orthopedic surgeons. She went to seven different types of, uh, of experts in order to see, Hey, you know, can I get help? You know, body stress release, biokinetics and nothing helped until right, she met me because again, it's not what you learn. It's who you learn it from. Mm. Very, very interesting. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So uh, a, a lot of what you're doing and, um, you're, uh, you're not necessarily, um, what was I going to say? I, I don't want to say you're not, you're not, rem it's almost like a life coaching session is kind of the way I'm, and I don't want to dumb that down because that sounds like I'm, I'm dumbing down what you do, but it, there's this process, right? Or is there some kind of like meditation or does a person even need to speak? Or are you just like doing, like, are you just kind of tapping into them and just helping them release? I'm kind of curious. That's such a great question. Uh, so uh, if there's any life coaching, it comes down to me, you know, just correcting them on their language. I can't. Hey, let's go ahead and reframe. I haven't yet been able to, right? And understanding that words can either empower or disempower, but it's all through meditation. 
because again, meditation is what quiets the noise, but so many people can meditate and get no benefit or rather not get the benefits that they're looking for, not heal. You know, they might, they might feel more grounded. They might feel more calm, but their body is still in a state of, of dis ease. Mm -hmm. And because they can't quite reach right the level of their soul to heal that because often all that negativity that we have around us, all the, all the false beliefs that we have create like a web, almost like a Faraday cage that then blocks any sort of signal. And so having somebody who's got the power to bust through that Faraday cage, you know, it, it changes everything. And so, you know, the meditations, I also record them. So they've got them for life. And so that way they can go through and just keep it up for the rest of their life. And so it's not just like, hooray, here you are, you know, three, three weeks later, and then go back to your old life. Because if you drove into a ditch and I come in with a wrecker and pull you out, and then you employ the exact same you know, behaviors that got you in the ditch in the first place, chances are you're going to drive into a whole nother ditch. Yeah, great. Okay, great point. And then on, on that too, here's someone like yourself, a lot of trauma growing up, right? A lot of those micro cuts that lead, led up to PTSD and all these things that manifest that we call PTSD. So for you, what kind of practices are you doing regularly? Or for you, has, is that energy from the past just gone and dissipated? Or do you still do a lot of work on yourself in terms of meditation? Is there a daily practice or anything that you do so that these things, I guess, don't come back, if that makes sense? Uh, that totally makes sense. And so when I you know wake up, you know I've got an alarm that goes off at four thirty. You know I meditate for about an hour. You know I've got uh, you know, some meditations that I go through just to you know help with uh, you know going through any sort of perhaps you know old uh, paradigms and old programming that don't necessarily serve me. You know you know in order to get me into a prosperity consciousness because just because we can heal doesn't necessarily mean that we're living the best life, right? Because life is a growth center ex experience, right? It's not like, hooray, huzzah, I made I it. I made it, right? Like I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm self-actualized. Now I don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Because then at that point, you start to stagnate. And the, and the reason why that's a problem is, well, I mean, stagnation, everything needs to flow. And, you know, just like water, if we look at water and water's not flowing, well, then it starts to stagnate. And if it stagnates, what does it attract? Mosquitoes, parasites, bacteria, viruses. Well, our bodies are made of pure energy. And so if we're stagnating, well, again, we're inviting those in, into our body that starts breaking, you know, drains our lifeblood or poisons our lifeblood. And then, in, you know, that can happen in the mind as well. If we aren't growing in our mind, well, then it can stagnate and we can see, you know, exact evidence, especially here in America of a you know, stagnant mind and of a thought virus, you know, taking hold of somebody just like they're possessed. A thought and virus, you can, I like that. Yeah, That's well, you can go into a room of people who maybe you get along quite well. And the only thing you have to say is one of three or four names. You don't have to say anything else. You can say Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, or Joe Biden. And immediately people who are just getting along, they start fighting each other. They start getting mad. They're getting just like, they just got possessed by an agent of the matrix. And, you know, the soul, right? The soul is being drained by these, you know, these, you know, astral parasites. Well, then that life, you know, that the life force is what's being drained. And then everything downstream starts breaking down as a natural consequence. So getting rid of all that garbage, getting rid of that, you're inviting, you know, that, that flow. Uh, well, then again, that then heals the soul and heals everything, you know, downstream. Yeah, I love that. J Joshua, I want to wrap things up in a little bit, but I, I wanted you to talk about uh, just, you know, some of the work you're doing with veterans and, and just what you're seeing and how they're healing. You know, one of the things uh, I'm close in that group because I, I, being a former first responder myself, um, you know, I have a lot of, you know, just heart goes out to the, the veterans and, and people with PTSD in general. And then also just anxiety attacks. That's something we talked about before uh, you, had, you had brought up. You know, I think there's just, I've, I see that all the time. There's so many people that it's, 
they have been told by their Western doctor that like you just this is what you're going to have like for the rest of your life. I've never believed that, but they do. And, and I was wondering if you could just sort of talk about PTSD and maybe even anxiety attacks and just what you're seeing in some of the transformational work and that it is possible to heal. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a, a, a wonderful gentleman that I worked with who was a military analyst, which, you know, is the guy who shows up and sits in a, in a you know, close room you know, with a terrorist, has to look at their phone, see all the child trafficking, all just the gross, you know, vile pictures. He spent four years in Iraq, four years. He had a family, multiple kids, felt like he abandoned his kids. You know, but the thing is, is he did it and it made, made good money in order to support his family. But he really felt like he abandoned them. He you know, racking himself, had a, a lot of panic attacks because of what he saw, but he had a hard time reintegrating. And so working with him, you know, I just brought him down in, in much the same way that I brought myself to that child and healed. I did much the same with him, but I used his kids and his love for his kids to heal him in the same way I used the love for my, my own son to heal myself. And, you know, that combined with somebody who's got the power to do that changes everything. And, you know, within what a week he, he sent me the most amazing testimonial, just how he felt so free and he's never felt that way before and can't wait to keep it up for the rest of his life. And that's one thing that PTSD does is it really, it feels like weights, weights around us, right? We're trying to, you know, like trying to, uh, you know, walk uphill with these giant weights on us. And every single time that we, that we stop and, you know, try to take a breath, well, there it is in, in the back of our head, just beating ourselves up, reminding us of why we're, why we might feel broken, why we might feel horrible. And, you know, and then uh, there's a Navy SEAL who I worked with who was experiencing significant arthritis. And again, you know, the, the, the pain in the mind and the pain in the body, while I focus on the mind, I mean, it's intrinsically the same. The mind and the body, you know, are the same thing. So if you heal the soul, you're going to heal everything. You know, in one session, he sent me a, a beautiful testimonial three days later, just saying, now I'm back at the gym right? my arthritis is gone. I'm putting up more weight. I'm actually able to do, you know, and work out, you know, like I wasn't able to before. And not everyone's going to get same day results, but almost everyone gets some sort of massive effect within just a few days because, you know, but it takes belief because, you know, is your body going to listen to me or is it going to listen to you? I love it. There's one of, one of uh, a metaphysical teacher that I really like said, where there is no faith, there is no cure. And I think mm. that's exactly what you're talking about. I love that. That's amazing, man. I want to wrap things up and ask you some final round questions. But before I do, is there, is there anything I didn't ask you that you wish I had? Um, well, you know, for those who, you know, may be struggling, you know, maybe they don't know how to meditate very well. They don't really know how to quiet the noise, you know, to uh, increase the signal. You know, if you go to, um, you know, freemefrompains.com, you can download a free gift. Uh, there's Joshua, two different... is this your website? Yes. Yes. It's and a landing it's, page that I created. It's called free, Pains free... with an S at the end. Correct. Free okay. me from pains. And so there's a free gift that you can download. There's multiple uh, meditations there. So if you uh, have a mobile device, you'll have to download them one by one, but a desktop or a laptop, you can download the zip file. And it's going to take you through the first one is in order to help you actually understand the benefits of meditation and then take you through how to actually meditate. And then the other ones build up from there and actually start to help you connect to some of this magical energy and uh, let that be my, my gift to you. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, and then really quick, any exciting projects that you're working on right now? Um, so I uh, am right now looking to, uh, main thing I'm really excited about is actually going to meet my mentor uh, in November, uh, which is in Tenerife. Uh, so being in a room with 400 high vibrational people who may not necessarily do what I do, but it's gonna be like a, a you know, a mini Joe Dispenza, you know, uh, uh, you know, event. 
in order just to just to be around people because you know how it is right you get the coherence effect you know yeah. people who just who just love to live life and love you for who you are you know and just uh, and in spain never been to spain before um but as far as you know major projects uh oh you know what i do have a webinar coming up but it may I suspect that uh, this episode may come out after that because it's going to be on August 30th. And yeah, so that's going to be all around helping people uh, heal childhood trauma and uh, PTSD, but not in that I'm going to take them through a meditation, but so the left brain, because the, you know, the left brain can understand, oh, this is how it works. That way it can feel safe because the brain is a defense mechanism. If it doesn't understand where it is and understand how it works, it's going to be active and looking all around. Hey, am I safe? Hey, am I safe? And if it's active, well, then that blocks the signal because it creates all the noise. Yeah. I love that, dude. So, so good. Yeah, I'll try to get this episode out sooner for you since we know that event's coming up. Oh, that'd That's be great. amazing. That's awesome. Um, all right. I want to ask you some final round questions. We'll wrap it up and then you can tell everyone again where they can find you. And I know that the, you already gave the website, but we'll remind them one more time. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, you know, were there any choices that you think you made that made you who you are today or a choice? Oh, Yeah. 100% man. That's such a great question. So uh, dark night of my soul, right? I felt like my life was falling apart. And you know, I had so much chaos. And so what did I do? Well, I thought, hey, who can I tune into? Because again, at this point, I wasn't really spiritual, but I was highly philosophical. Who can I tune into who I would feel safe with who, who, you know, knows a lot in the realm of chaos? Well, Jocko Willink. So I started listening to his podcast a bunch. And then who came on but Jordan Peterson. And started listening to Jordan Peterson. And then I listened to his Genesis, you know, his breakdown, uh, it is, you know, secularizing of the book of Genesis. And that made so much sense to me because it's not that, Hey, you should take the Bible and take it literally, but these are stories and oral traditions and met, you know, metaphors and axioms that have been passed down from generation to generation. There's now able to be put on paper. And so with that thought in mind, I asked myself, okay, with this idea of God, is there room for God in my life? Cause I was an atheist at the time. And, you know, within two weeks I had a vision pumped in my head. Uh, I followed that vision and really started magnifying the healing process. And that ended up leading me to creating my highest ideal of goodness of which I can conceive, which, you know, was all around Gandalf, but not Gandalf who's fighting demons or the witch King, but the Gandalf who saw what nobody else could that the most powerful force in middle earth was the love of these three and a half foot little halflings, right? These hobbits. And without that, the world would have burned. Everyone else dismissed it. Hey, they're not building armies. They're not building castles, right? They're not building great estates, right? They're not building these grand roads for, you know, for commerce, but they just loved community. They love life. And without that, again, Middle Earth would have burned. And identifying with that and specifically to become that, well, you know, now here I am understanding ancient wisdom and, and modern knowledge like Gandalf. Here I am tapping into what people might call magic, but it's just physics that many people don't understand. So I became a wizard, like, oh, because I wanted to. And so asking, hey, is there room for that in my life? You know, ask better questions and you'll find better answers. That's so good. I love that. I'm a big reader. Are, are there any, is there like a book that stands out or a top, I don't know, three books that you would say, man, you got to go read these books because this changed my life. So this is a great one. Uh, the Inside Track by my mentor, uh, Peter Sage. Uh, Power versus Force is another phenomenal one. And um, if we have time for just a very short you know, anecdote. Yeah. Uh, so I held a webinar on the Tao Te Ching and I went to City Creek Canyon here in Salt Lake City. 
And as I was going there, right, I went there specifically to get in tune with flow, right? The Tao Te Ching is all about flow and being in a flow state. So there's a creek, which is a small version of a river. In order for me to tune into the flow of the river, in order to tune into the wisdom, the flow of the spiritual wisdom of Lao Tzu. On my way there, the book Siddhartha by Herman Hess was literally just manifested there in my path. Like, what? And I didn't know. I'd never read it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. So I picked it up and I saw that you know, it's obvious, re obvious reference to Buddhism and so many parallels to Buddhism and, and Taoism. Well, when I read that book a few days later, it's like, oh, my God, Siddhartha found his enlightenment by tuning into a river. And here I am literally on my way to tune into the flow of the creek. And here's the thing. If you believe in magic, you live a magical life. And if you open yourself up to the possibility that life will actually present to you your gift, well, then you can start to train your reticular activating system to see what's there to benefit you. And, you know, questions are the steering wheel of the mind. So often people will say, why did this happen to me? Well, the only answer you can get is, oh, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Why am I such an idiot? Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. You know, but instead of we say, hey, how can this be a benefit for me? I may not see it, but how can this help me in my life? Oh, that's a much, much higher vibrational question. That's going to give you a much higher vibrational answer. Yeah. So good. So good. Awesome, man. This has been uh, amazing. Uh, I want to wrap things up last but not least, where can people find you, connect with you, learn more about you and everything that you're up to? Yeah, I love it. So again, probably the best place to start is go download that free gift at freemefrompains.com. And, you know, look, you know, I'm nobody special. Right. I didn't I wasn't born special. Right. I, I was born into, you know, a pretty traumatic situation. And if I can heal right, as, as, as numb skull as I was for so long and hard headed as I was for so long, if I can heal, look, anybody can heal. And so just, you know, suspend your disbelief. Maybe this sounds weird. Just try it because life is about experience. Don't fold your arms like a toddler saying, hey, I don't want to try those vegetables. I've never you know, I've, I've never had before. You know, see what it has for you. And if it doesn't have value for you, then at least you tried it. And you'll find that if you do that you know, throughout life, life will only get better. Yeah. So, so good. And I think, like you said, I mean, especially anybody who, who's dealing with trauma, right? It's like, you're already in a really bad situation. Like what's the worst that could happen? Like, yeah. give it a try. What, like, what could possibly go worse? Probably nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love that, man. Uh, Joshua Cameron, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, I just really appreciate just the energy and everything that you're putting out there in the world and, and, and making this place a, a better place. So thank you. Hey, my pleasure, Joel. I, again, I really appreciate the sacred space that you hold. You know, I appreciate this time with you and I uh, love the work that you do and uh, you know, keep those vibrations high and uh, let's you know, heal the world together. That's right, brother. Thank you. Awesome.